Simon and Dave here from Robinson Ralph. Is it? And it's another edition <laughs> of Having an Answer. Hello. Um, this case is a case called Doran v. Pearl Holdings. And it's a case about reasonable adjustment. I don't know what you, Dave, and I hear the word Pearl. I can only think of one thing. Harbour. No. Right. What's that then? Pearl and Dean. Uh, okay. What, what are they? They advertise at the cinema. They do all that. Oh, okay. Who, who are they? Pearl and Dean. What do you mean? Like, I don't know the actual story. People, like, are they all they sort of quite similar to Frankie and Frankie and Benny's? Or will be astounded to know they don't exist. Is that the same as Ben and Jerry? No, ben, no, and Jerry. ben and Jerry do exist. Do exist. Well, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, uh, that's the banter over. And we're now on to, to the actual we'll case. We'll be relieved we're drawing a line under the banter. <laughs> So um, in this case, the claimant had since 2003 um, suffered from intermittent chronic migraines. Her symptoms include visual disturbance or loss of sight for up to 20 minutes, numbness from the shoulders um, down uh, bilaterally with weakness in both arms and legs, giving rise to her collapsing. An attack also affects her ability to speak. She has an occasion had to lie down on the floor and her balance can be affected for up to a day or so after an attack often bedridden for one to two days. She experiences weakness, nausea, severe pain, head pain, sorry, dizziness and disorientation. And she suffers attacks approximately once a week. It's just absolutely horrendous, doesn't it? Yeah. I think I've never heard a good thing said about migraines. The claimant, commit, I don't know why I said You're that. Unjustifiable, perhaps, no, but uh, there's an imbalanced opinion about migraines. <laughs> this is the, the BB, next time the BBC does a news report about migraines, would be writing in and complaining they weren't balanced yeah, enough. Should somebody on being pro-migraines. <laughs> yeah. The point I was making was, albeit clumsily, was that migraines sound absolutely They awful. do sound awful. I've never had one. So no, I haven't. I don't think so. Um, although, uh, you know, sometimes whenever I speak, Juliet says that I'm giving her a migraine. <laughs> Do you think that these podcasts are a good cure for migraines or perhaps migraine inducing? <laughs> I think they're a good cure for insomnia, but I'd go no further than that. So anyway, so the claimant commenced employment with the respondent in uh, January 2021 or 2021. I know there's a lot of controversy mm -hmm. with how you say that, and I don't want to pick a side. So I think um, in, in, in years to come, mm -hmm. centuries to come, they'll just say 2021, won't they? I don't know. Because it's 1066, isn't it? Then they say, oh, King Harold in 1066. Okay, but when did it change? Because it was two, was it up to 2009 and then it became 2010? Or did, were people saying, well, how did you say 2009? Well, I mean, I haven't been present for all of the years since 1066. But no. um, I think it was probably around 1422. I, I, I thought what you were going to say was I haven't been present for all the conversations when people have been deciding how <laughs> to say 2010. But anyway, in January 2021 slash 2021, genuinely, please don't write in. We think both are equally good. Um, she, inf she informed her manager, uh, a fellow called Mr. Mayor, or Meyer, Meyer, I think, of, of her condition. Anyway, she experienced a migraine attack at work on 15th and 23rd of February. And then on the 10th of April, she suffered another migraine attack. And what the judgment says is she immediately informed her manager and after she could be sent home, because I think there was, she kind of knew it was gonna become quite bad. He refused, he said it was quote, tough, close quotes, but he was not prepared to seek cover for her shift. 
The claimant began to experience visual disturbance and cannot see clearly enough to be able to serve customers. At this point, her manager sent her to the stockroom and told her to sit on a footstool until she felt better. She lost her balance and was forced to lie on the cold concrete floor using her handbag to support her head. Um, and the, the tribunal said that this would be apparent to her manager as the stockroom was subject to surveillance by camera. And she was in the stockroom for about two hours. No medical help was sought for her. And then a friend, Sarah Barber, was called to take her home. And Sarah Barber found her unable to speak and the degree of paralysis, which prevented her from moving easily. So Sarah then takes her home and upon expiring of a fit note, which was issued the next day for 14 days, the claimant informed her manager she was fit to return to work. And he replied by text saying, no hours available, Mary. Unfortunately, I think you need to possibly step down from the role with all the health issues you have currently. Also the impact, not only to yourself, but the store team and having to step in at short notice, your level of sickness is very high and the unpredictability of your health and safety is worrying for you and myself. When your sick note is up, I won't be able to guarantee you ours. That's the end of that message. Do you reckon that manager had received management training, in particular on sickness, absence, and equality and diversity? Uh, if he had, he wasn't listening. Yeah, clearly um, forgotten about it. Yeah. Um, and thereafter, the claimant sent messages to inquire when she could return to work, but was informed by colleagues that he had hired three new members of staff. 29th of July, she resigned. So the, uh, the tribunal said that the migraines satisfy the definition of disability, and the treatment on the 10th of April, which is the, the, the uh, which was uh, forced to go into the stockroom, amounts to a failure to make reasonable adjustments. The treatment which led to her resigning was um, uh, because of something arising in consequence of her disability. And as the respondent cannot justify that treatment, that claim too must succeed. Now, I mean, I say this case, but it's difficult to see how anybody could possibly argue that what happened to her um, was was reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, um, it does sound like an incredibly naive way to manage, and I can't imagine that uh, the, the manager had uh, really thought through exactly what the right thing to do in those circumstances was. I mean, you know, as employment lawyers who, um, well, I think we know a little bit about equality law and unfair dismissal law and so on, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's easy to say, but surely as a ma simple matter of common sense and courtesy uh, if somebody's suffering from such a serious condition and yeah. has been treated so badly on that particular day that they've ended up lying on a cold concrete floor and nobody's come to help them for two hours yeah um you know simple decency would make you think perhaps the best thing to do isn't say right well um it's a bit probably dangerous for you to come and work here isn't it so I'm well, not going to give you any more hours. Well, yeah, quite. Essentially. Uh, well, making someone sleep on the or, or lie on the stockroom floor, I think, it seems to me, you don't need to be trained to know that's not a no. a nice thing to to do. But I no. suppose the the lesson from all of this is, as we always say, treat people like you would want to be treated yourself. And bear in mind, any of us could become disabled at a moment's notice. Your life could change forever. Um, and how would you want to be treated? How would you want your friends and family and spouse and children? to be parents, to be treated um, if they were in a, a similar situation. So empathy is always a, um, a good quality to have. And the general rule of employment law is be reasonable. And if you are reasonable or strive to be reasonable, as a general rule, you'll never go far wrong. Um, or as uh, our friend, uh, Mr. Morris says, be nice. Be nice. And uh, if you are nice, um, you will never go far wrong. So mm. um, if your organization would benefit from uh, any 
training or any policies, by all means, please get in touch at info at robinsonralph.com. Um, just say, listen, listen to the podcast. Loved it. You two were. You sounded handsome. Sounded handsome. Uh, yeah, in fact, just put that on the subject. Just say sounded handsome yeah. and, and, um, and we'll take it from there. So uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next time. Bye. Bye.